0: Welcome today to another episode of Spectacular with Mac the Lion and today we are continuing our series on Elitism. So let's jump into it right away. Elitism is the conspiratory attempt of a few to run a system that advances a totalitarian agenda at the expense of the general populace. Elitism is an attempt by a few, conspiratory in nature, to run a system that advances their own totalitarian agenda at the very cost to the general populace. Elitism is the creation of a reward system for a few through the instruments of A mechanism that deprecates the masses into the subjectivity of that ruinous agenda. That is what elitism is. And there are seven categories, there are seven compartments, seven types of elitists on the earth and I will number and name them very quickly. The first one is the royal elites. They are also known as the noble class. The second is the entertainment elites. They are known as the artistic class. Then we go to the political elites. They are known as the ruling class. Then the fourth is the media elites. They are known as the informed class, also known as high tech or big tech then we go to the fifth one the fifth one being the non-profit and religious elites also known as the sacred class then we go to the academic elite also known as the enlightened class and finally we come to the funding elites which is also known as the portfolio class these are what elitism is the seven types of elites or elites in our world today now for today we will be dealing with the fifth one which is the non-profit and the religious elites also known as the sacred class and that will be what we will be dealing with today now the non-profit religious Elites is the sacred class of elitism. The not for profit organizations and the religious institutions both share the same pedestal as specialized organizations that have a unique assignment to accomplish on the earth. These specialized organizations are not-for-profit organizations, which covers the non-for-profit institutions and the religious institutions. Both of them have a unique status geared towards the betterment of humanity. They both have the same institutional registration and classification in most nations of the earth as a not-for-profit status or NGOs. Even though there are so many NGOs and religious institutions and organizations and educational religious training organizations also, there are so many of them on the earth, but there are some that are right at the top of that representation of that classification, and as a result, they are the elitists because they are the very top. These are individuals who function under the cloak of either the founder of a major not-for-profit organization or an overseeing president or leader who is a clergyman of a religious order that means he oversees an institution that is a religious order or a denomination so he's a clergyman so he represents part of that religious elite because he's right there right up there a good example of this would be like a man by the name of George Soros who is the founder of the Open Society's foundation. And another good example would be the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church, who himself occupies that position. Now, irrespective of who the Pope is, it doesn't matter whether it's John Paul, it doesn't matter who that person is. As far as he's the Pope, he is right at the top. He's like the pick and the pinnacle of the religious elites. He's part of the sacred class of individuals. These individuals are part of the custodians of the religious elites. These individuals are part of the category of the elitists clearly identified as the sacrilegious and the sacred class. These are a sacred class of special group of elites that are simply sacrosanct, highly irreproachable in the sight of God and man. Their names cannot be casually invoked without some form of reverential honor attached to it. They can be mentioned lackadaisically Anywhere you mention them, you have to tread carefully. Even many of the institutions, many of the media houses, once their names come up, you have to take it slow, you have to be easy. Even if people have committed things under their leadership, once you get there, you have to slow it down. You can curse even your president, you can call him a dog, a bum. You can call him any name, but you can't do it to these religious elites. You can't because they're sacrosanct, they're irreproachable. You can't call their names anyhow. They are special people placed on the earth to accomplish special assignments. Their steps are unique. They have a form of godliness, a form. They have a religious order of things. They are part of that elite group they are recognized everywhere, both in political circles, both in non-political circles, both in social circles. Their names cannot be forced anyhow. Now they have a specialized assignment on the earth, so they occupy a special sacred status before men. They can be challenged, can be questioned in any formal way by anyone simply because they are irreproachable. Their status places them in a special class all by themselves. To prove this, I can remember an interview that was conducted about two years ago and that interview it was conducted on a news station a news network fox news and there was a guest who was there the former speaker of the house his name is neat gangridge and this man was there he was being interviewed because there was riots there were all kinds of things happening in america i think in 2020 and there were people there was this no cash bill Uh, things that were also happening with the DAs who were letting people out and all that. So there were questions that were being asked this man along those lines. And the topic was regarding everything that was occurring at that time. So New Gingrich maybe did not get the memo. So as he was talking, he just dropped the name of George Soros and he said, George Soros money is what is working in many of these circles and bringing about all these people that are doing these things. And immediately Newt Gingrich made that mistake Committed an unpardonable sin by mentioning the name of Judge Saros, the interviewer, and all the co hosts. He quickly lashed out at the speaker with a hush, hush. Sh- 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 hey, 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 don't do that. Thou shalt not use the name of the Lord thy God in vain. You could see the way she hushed him. It was like a sieve blasphemy. Don't call his name. Don't even dare. Don't even dare do that. Judge Saras, what is wrong with you? You are barking up the wrong tree, Mr. Speaker. What is up with you? You don't mention Judge Saras. Do you know who he is? He is the sacred class. He's of the non profit religious elite. You can't just. He's equal to the Pope in his category. Under the NGOs, he's the top dog. Oh, sorry, not top dog. Oh, I sorry for false, oh, my bad, my bad, false analogy. He's the top pope. He's the top man. He's the top cleric in that field where he is. Was he not the man that turned over much money than any other human alive? He pushed over billions. I can't remember now whether it's $50 billion, but something of that range. He pushed over money that could make your head spin. Over into his non profit initiative called the Open Society. So he's sacred, he's sacrilegious, he's a saint. You can't go there. Saint George, Seraphs, no. You can't approach him anyhow. No, you can't. Newt Gingrich didn't get the memo, someone didn't teach him, he didn't listen to this. Broadcast. If he had, if I know, I would have recorded it two years ago and sent him a copy, so that he would have known that you don't drop the name of Lord George Soros anyhow. That would be blast for me. You can't just drop it anyhow. No, you can't just. And when he did that, he was quickly reprimanded. He was shut down, literally. So, and I think he learned his lesson because he didn't repeat it next time. Next time when he went on an interview, he bypassed George Cyrus' name because you can't put out his name like that. That's blasphemy. You can't use his name just anyhow. That is vanity. That is wrong because it's part of the secret order of elites. Are you getting what I'm trying to say? I'm not trying to be sarcastic up in here. I'm trying to tell you exactly what is occurring in the world. This is part of the religious elites. Their cloud is even more powerful, more influential than even the media, stronger than even politicians, because you you can't impugn their character. They can't do any wrong. Everything they do is pure as the wind-driven snow literally simply because of who they are simply because they are part of the sacred religious elites the sacred order of entities who represent that which is golden who represents that which is awesome who represents that which is perfect oh they can make mistakes they cannot so when this man made that mistake by dropping his name Immediately, he was reprimanded and I think he learned it. And this is not the first time in any news or major news network that George Soros' name was dropped. But every single time he's dropped, you are hushed. You are told not to say anything. This is the hallowed name of George and Cyrus. You must not say it. This is a major news network. You can't do that. His name is holy here. Here there's an altar, if possible, where his name is written. You cannot, you can go and sacrifice there, your acceptable sacrifices, but you cannot mention his name anyhow, for you cannot use the name of our Lord in vain simply because of what he represents in the order of things amongst the elites and amongst those who do things from the unseen realm see you need to understand something about the sacred class the sacred class are the people who operate from the unseen realm And most of the things you do, they never have a face attached to it. Do you know that many of the policies that are being pushed, even in the House, even through Senate, were projected, were things that were done and engineered by non-profit organizations? And we don't know those organizations. We don't even know who the the owners are. We don't know the proponents are. We don't know who the founders are, but it's like a faceless thing. Why? Because it's spiritual, because it's religious. You have to understand that the non-profit religious elites are in one classification some of them are the most powerful some of them are the most dangerous group of people everything from abortion to CRT to everything you can think of that is permeating the society today that causing people to battle are constantly being pushed and peddled from the invisible realm It's coming from the non-profit religious elites but you don't now because they don't attach their name to what they are doing they walk behind the scene they know those who empower those who are in influence and they know how to pass the message across to them they know how to make sure that they are alive there are people that are part of the eugenic society who work on the ground working on all kinds of things working on the trans agenda all kinds of things to make sure they're new to society but you never hear of them you don't know what they are doing you don't know who is doing what because they are all part Of the religious non-profit elites these elites don't have a face attached to the organization many a times they just put a prop they put a name they hire people there and they funnel their resources there of course there are some ngos that are owned like the bill gates and the melinda gates foundation and many other foundations that are owned by some of the big wigs even the the mark zuckerberg he owns his own too and the funnel resources through which there are things that they want done in this world, in this society. They are the ones pushing it. They are the ones making it happen. They are the ones making it. They are the ones dropping it. There are a lot of the things that are happening in the world today. There are a lot of policies. There are a lot of laws that are being made. There are a lot of agendas that are being pushed. There are a lot of things happening, and you don't know who is doing it. You don't know who's behind it. You don't know who's peddling it. You don't know the organizations that are pushing for this. But if you do a deep dive, if you get some of the best indicators to follow the money, you will be able to track it down to one or two non-profit organizations who say, oh, this is what we do. This is what we do. We are, anything that has to do with abortion, that's where we are. We're here to make sure the killing of babies continue unhindered, expanded exponential. But who is paying for this agenda? Many at times you don't know because these things are like blood rituals literally from behind the scene, So you don't know who's paying for it. But of course, in the outside, they present themselves. Oh, this is what we represent. This is what we do. We believe in uh, family units should be made up of just women. Let women be in charge. That's what it is. That's why our organization is literally part of that move that is making sure that society is established on women leading only. He said but what's the name of your organization oh you don't know oh, okay let me tell you the name of our organization is black lives matter you say, but what has black lives got to do? Because if black lives matter and you're after establishing women to be the ones in charge and running society, how come you are now running after making sure that police and all these people are held liable because they are killing black males, as you say it. So I don't understand. How come it is not contravening what you, because you are trying to defend the black males and at the same time you say you don't need them in their home. Is there, or are you really there to see to it that profit from the blood of black men because we really need to know what exactly you know because we, okay no no, let's be harsh. let's be harsh. you're part of the sacred class we're not allowed to talk about you right because you're not for profit organization and the real charter of what you represent we can't talk about it we can't challenge it because you are sacred I'm sorry for even bringing it up I only just thought that you know since you are saying that you represent you know an organization that doesn't believe that may should be found anywhere in the family unit. Why is the same organization now coming again and saying it's fighting for black males not to be shot by cops and people? So it's almost like a sieve. You are really there to make sure that the cops shoot the black males or you are really there to bring light. So at the end of the day, the the cops will not hinder the black males from going out to do what they must do so that they can continue to loot and shoot and kill each other and continue because the cops, you know, is the ropes. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm getting ahead. Of myself. My bad, I'm very sorry. Um, You are the sacred class. I can't challenge, I can't. Check. I can't look into the motive of what exactly you may be representing so I'm extremely sorry for even bringing it up please do forgive me I, maybe another time we'll talk about it but yes you said you're you for to make sure the elevation of the black man to make sure racism stops to make sure that the black man gets his fair share of everything that is done in the society to make sure that their communities are safe but yet you are moving into the white communities and buying homes millions of dollars and living with the whites and running away from the same black communities that you seem trying to protect. So it's a bit of a a complexity here. I'm not sure. It's a bit of an oxymoron. But sorry again, I'm appearing a bit into your business. I'm very, very sorry. Please, I'm sorry you are the secret class. I can't ask questions. I'm very, very sorry. Because every time I think about it, it creates a conundrum in my mind and I'm trying to, you know, join it up together because I know you are part of the secret class, no one is meant to ask you any question, because you are irreproachable, you are without blame, you are part of the non-profit, you can do what you like with all the money, yes, yes, the money, the 60-70 million you receive annually, where does it go to, because we're hearing that you, you're buying houses in the, in the Bahamas and in some of the Coolest neighborhoods in California but sorry again I'm getting ahead of myself again I'm sorry you are part of the sacred community of the non-profit and the religious class of the sacred elites yes yes Uh, and there was the other day there was a conversation where someone is saying oh drill music is bringing about the shooting of blacks because a lot of all these music producers and music artists and rappers are killing each other and it's getting out of hand they even sing songs about it they call it drill music and now the mayor of new york is a black man is calling for a meeting between himself and probably people like jay-z and all the top music producers and top top guns in New York and in, and in the whole of that enclave to see them and see how we can address this type of music because these young boys are killing themselves and they are murdering themselves and they are wasting themselves and there's so much blood on the streets and they are singing about it and they are bringing our music in line with it and something is a bit strange about it because after singing it, the songs are not songs about killing, the songs are actually testimonies of the things they have gone out to go and do and carry out and now to it into songs so how can we stop this because this is crazy a lot of young black youths are killing themselves and yes here comes the sacred religious elite of the non profit of the Black Lives Matter founder or co-founder coming out to say that meeting must not be held. Never. Jay-Z must not show up to that meeting. That mayor that's calling you everybody's black. The mayor is black. Jay Z is black. All the producers are black. Everyone called into that meeting is black. But yet she is for black lives matter but now she say no don't have the meeting we can't have the meeting don't show up in that meeting why because i have to earn my keep i have to keep the blood flowing oh you know the blood of black men is how we make our dough and you know and since that's how we make our dough we can't have that meeting to go ahead so please don't go to that meeting let them keep killing themselves because the more black blood flows the more money we make oh so Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself again. I forget. I'm very sorry. You are part of the sacred non-profit elite. You can't be challenged. You can't be asked what exactly is your motive? What exactly is behind what you do? Why are you saying what you do? Oh, I'm very sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to leave your case for now because for another time we have other things to do. We can't just only be talking about it. But this is exactly the approachable status that the sacred non-profit religious elites because they don't have to file tax returns they don't have to file what they are doing with the money they just need to put it on record that they are doing everything properly so that because there's a small filing it's all even the filing they do is just like a summary summary of what we did summary of what we spent summary but there's no detail because it's not going to be taxed anyway so since there are no taxes on it so at the end of it. no irs is digging deep into it but just make sure you keep your books clean just in case tomorrow we need to look into something or find something so that's just the way it is you know no one can ask these questions please don't ask these questions because we are sacred because we are the unique sacred order of the religious and non-profit elites our motives cannot be asked we you can't challenge us we're sacrosanct. we're reproachable the things we present are high amongst men. We are special. Even our words Black Lives Matter is a love letter. We are so much in love with the black male that we decided to just put him out there and fight for his cause. Blast him big and put him out there so that the police can get out of the way and so that they can take time and move each other down as they have continued to do after the George Floyd stuff and with the explosion of the killings and the deaths and the shootings and the mayhem and the looting and the theft uh, that has brought more deaths. So when you go to the gun violence memorial, you see that there are more black men, more black women, more black People being killed as a result of our agenda. So it is working. But you know, you can't challenge us because we are sacrosanct. Like I said, we're irreproachable. You can't ask questions. We're part of that unique elite group of people that can be investigated. You can't put us on the burner. You can't do that. We are sacred. We are special. When you read our Bible, the work Bible from which our credence is aligned, we are in alignment with the sorrows of this world and our mission is to make sure we dismantle America because we have found the key, being the blackmail. Yeah, the dumb black male, exactly. Who can't think? Who do, who's not smart enough? Who can't read in between the lines? Who can see he's been dubbed for a fool? Who can Yeah, that's what we are. We are like that. We are not really smart. We really we're really a dumb. We are we get overtly excited too quickly. we get emotionally charged, easily provoked. That's why we put guns on each other. We shoot each other down. We kill each other like dogs on the street. Even dogs have more dignity than us. That's what we do. That's why everyone takes advantage of us and just need to pay us. They won't give us money to take care of our kids or take care of our communities. No. But they'll give us money to burn the cities down. Oh yes, they will give us money to burn the cities down. they give us money to loot because they pay us about $50 an hour if we can loot a place, burn it and bring the place down. Yeah, that's the Black Lives Matter. That's really what we're here for because the black agenda needs to be accelerated. Yeah, because that's just the way we think, you know, we can be used. It's easy to use us. Every generation that passes by finds a way to use us. And now we are being used again by our own people, selling all short. Yeah, and the proponents are cashing out. The race hustlers are cashing out. Everyone is cashing out on the blood of the black male. Didn't you see how sacrilegious Saint George Floyd was made the other day? What a holy guy. He was even being cradled by the Savior. He's even the Savior right now because didn't you see him, St. George, right with the hollow around his head? How can't you see his images everywhere? Oh, we did that because we are part of the sacred class. You can't see anything. If you do, you're a racist. You must be a racist. You must be a misogynist. Yes, you must You must be a narcissist. You must be a white supremacist. You can't challenge that because we are perfect. We know what we're doing. We're doing the right thing. We're moving for the agenda of the black man. That's why the killings have exploded since the St. George Floyd's, yes, induction into the hall of saints, of the greats, of the ages, who accomplished so much by letting himself die after he was knelt upon for over eight minutes. And as a result of that, he has sacrificed his blood for us to be able to use it and cash out big time and got the biggest payday of our lifetime. How beautiful that can be. Oh, we just thank you very much for what you did for us, St. George. For your life was what more than a million dollars of the beautiful home we were able to procure. Because you are the man, you just did it for us. Because we love you so much. That is what St. George does for us. So he was able to shed his blood on that particular day when he gave up the ghost. After the cocktail of drugs, that was cut up in his system did not allow him to breathe and the officer who came and finished him off and gave us the right thing that we required to be able to present this sainthood that is made possible these days so we are just happy so we are just excited so we cannot but celebrate the saint George day, the St. George Floyd's day, a special day to remember the day that he gave up his life that all of us may get paid so that we could get those juicy, nice mansions up in the Beverly Hills and up in Hollywood, up in the Bahamas, in, in the waterfronts, yeah, in those exclusive estates where we're living with our own people now. Yes, the white community. Where no one will bother us. So just get, just keep it flowing. It's working perfectly. But like I said, we're sacrosanct. We are holy. You can't touch us. We're part of the non-profit religious elites. We're untouchable. Anything we say stands. Everything we say becomes. Everything we push, people will run for it because the world will believe us. We're part of those elites. Anything we say stands, and that's how it is. So we are part of the elites that have attained sainthood and because our organization is non-profit, we are a sacred class that is untouchable. No one can prosecute us. Is there any open case, investigation? Even in places where they say they will look into it nothing will come out of it, we know ourselves. We're part of the sacred elite. We never go to jail. We never do anything wrong. We are special. Remember, the reason why the world is where we have it is, is because people like us did not stand up in time to move the earth forward. And finally, we came to answer the call. And now we are bringing the world to the place it ought to be. So that's why we're part of that sacred elite. So no one can call the name. So no one can mention them. Even mentioning their names at times on Twitter, you can be shut down for it. Remember, there was a time it was also in the past where there were things that happened in the Vatican City or things that happened amongst the bishops in America and places like that where there were cases of immorality and child molestation that occurred to young boys, altar boys, when they were kids. And it was so scandalous it was so terrible but it was very difficult to criticize the leadership very difficult to criticize the pope or the vatican city for not managing that that problem properly for not investigating it early enough but rather for allowing it to fester until the victims went to the went to the system went to the cops went to the police went to the the news agency conducted interviews some of them did not even show their faces because of the shameful things that happened to them that was when eventually the Vatican City responded but even at that we had to still tread carefully we had to still mention it cautiously, because this is part of the sacred class. Those things may happen, those things may be heard of, but those things cannot be repeated, those things cannot be mentioned, those things cannot be brought up, because those things are special, because those things are unique, because those things are things that when they do happen because we are unique people because we are part of the religious elite you can't criticize us you can't criticize the vatican city you dare not mistakenly utter the pope's name and even put it in the same sentence with such thing it is a reproach and we we can't just have that so you can't impugn them in any formal way these elites have attained sainthood amongst men and can't be Or their names cannot be desecrated in any form or way by anyone because they cannot be tainted by the unpardonable sin of mentioning their names. By so doing you are literally committing an unpardonable sin. Now this status is fully recognized in the world. Remember back in the day King Herod and Pontius Pilate fully recognized the Sanhedrin, fully recognized the order of even the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the religious elites because they had religious clout. When they wanted Jesus crucified, they brought him and said, kill this man for us. Our law says we can't put him to death because this is a special holy feast and we can't do that because this is the time of worshiping God, but you can do it. You know, so you have to do as a solid. You know, we've constantly spoken well of you before the people. And we always try and lead and gather the people well under your your administration. So right now, you have to do as a solid. We want this man Jesus gone. Because he's saying he's a king and the Lord of Lords. And we can't have that. Because there can't be any other king but King what? King Caesar. There cannot be another king but King Caesar. Julius Caesar. So, this man is blasphemous against God. So, you know what? We need you to kill him for us. And guess what? He put pressure on Pontius Pilate, on Herod. And Pilate did just exactly that. He examined Jesus by scourging him, by torturing him. Then, later, he now said, even though he watched his hand, Oh, not so fast, bro not so fast you still did it didn't you you may wash your hair but you, it may just be temporary but you cannot wash off the conscience of the fact that you exerted the strength of the roman empire and used it to crucify the lord of glory and you did it because the religious leaders pushed you to do it the secret elites and you couldn't resist them you knew they were doing it for envy for the bible made it very clear that he knew that it was out of envy because this man he had the love he had the fellowship, he had the people behind him and the people wanted him, people loved him and out of that envy they wanted him dead that was it. it was a threat to their religious order so that's exactly what we have today in our day that's why the the political elites the educational elites that's why also the informational elites they all protect the sacred class you can't speak ill of them because it's them it's not just everyone who's spiritual who's out of who's part of the religious order but only those that are part of the sacred class so now in many nations of the earth you need to know that the npo and the religious leaders are exactly the same they're in the same sacred footing so in many societies they are Accorded a special and hallowed status amongst men. So, when the non profitable or religious elites invert themselves, they mess themselves up, they immediately become converted and become activists. Some of them become social. Activists. They become converted into activism. And you know, activism is when you push a strong worldly ordinance to enforce change and demand things to comply with the social justice and the social order of what you want to happen in the Society and in the polity and in the environment where you are. So, this social activism is what occurs when non profit and religious institutions invert themselves and they now become social activists. And I will give you a good number of examples. I have seen a good number of religious leaders who started out as good teachers of God's word, educators, preachers. Then, over time, I don't know what happened to them. They became beat by that spiritual activism, that inversion of the originality of preaching the gospel of Jesus. They make a transition and now they start preaching the gospel of the woke Bible. They start preaching from a social gospel. They start out as preachers, preaching the word of God. But shortly afterwards, they become inverted. They start seeing all of scripture from a social construct. They start realigning and seeing everything from that social angle. Then they start preaching from their woke Bible. They convert everything, all teachings, everything, to always enter back. Even when Paul rose up you know, and stood up and say, I protest. Immediately they take that. They say, wow, he is a protester. He is a protester. That's why we need to protest. That's why we need to burn things. That's why we need to bring things down. That's why we need to destroy whatever our society, our community until they force that change that we want. Because we are preaching from the woke Bible that shows us clearly that even Paul was a social warrior. was preaching a social gospel which is rooted in a distorted worldly view then they start demanding change in that society they start quoting all the bad things that have happened to people all the social injustice in our world and they start pushing it then they start employing even the activist tactics I will give you a a practical example of this. There's a man who died very recently in a place not very far from where I am. His name is late Archbishop Desmond Tutu. Now, the man actually is a very nice person. If you get to meet him, he's very enjoyable, very laughable. He's a very humble soul. He's not someone you will ever see and have an air around him. He was just free with people. He's tend to love people and people loved him. But you see, in his younger years, when he was still a bishop, you know, later he became an archbishop, when he was still a bishop, he was one of the very few bishops who, because he was part, I think he was of the Anglican order. So, but he was a bishop. And he was one of those who spoke out against the evils of appetite. So when Appetite eventually came crashing down, he was one of those that was honored alongside with Nelson Mandela with a Nobel Peace Prize for their contribution towards the dismantling of Appetite and the supposed freedom that they brought to everyone in South Africa. He was even the one that coined the term, the rainbow nation. So he's a man that you know was right up there. He's right at the cream of the cream of the secret elite non-profit religious elite he was right up there but as the years passed i started noticing that this man became a major voice for the trans and the gay communities so i saw that this man late bishop archbishop desmond tutu was a major voice before the trans and the gay community And it confused me because I knew he's a bishop. I know he's a bishop, an archbishop. He has been a bishop for many years. I know that what a bishop is, is an overseer of the order of the church of Jesus Christ. And we are called as preachers to preach the gospel of Jesus to all of humanity. But I never heard this man speak or preach the gospel I know he must have in some of his circles, but every time I heard his voice on the news, in the public circle, on Twitter or any place where he's been quoted, all I still hear was that he was constantly fighting, he was a voice, a very strong voice for the preservation and the protection of the trans and the gay community. Now it's, my problem is not even the gay or the trans communities in this context because he could be for anything if he wanted to, because people stand for whatever they want to stand for and represent whatever community they choose. But my complexity in all this was simply this, because this man is meant to be a preacher. And it kind of confused me. Now, it's not just because someone is speak, people speak for that community everywhere all the time. But I'm a bit confused why every time his name comes up, is always concerning fighting for such things. So I don't understand. Now, you have to understand that he had already switched to activism for a while. But now, from just fighting appetite, which someone could say, okay, that's a justifiable cause. But you have to be careful. It doesn't matter if the cause is justified or not justified. You are not called as a preacher to get involved with activism. Once you get involved... As a preacher with activism, you have been inverted. You are already in error and you don't know it, I'm telling you the truth. Because I'm sure this man, maybe 20-30 years ago, when he was fighting, appetite and all that, he seemed like the best thing that ever happened since sliced bread and he felt like he was doing a really good thing, which by surface you would say was good. I would also add that whether he fought it or not, appetite would have still fallen at the time it fell. And that's just the truth so him adding his voice may be a plus but i'm just trying to tell you it would have still fallen but what i don't understand is that when you're a preacher of the gospel of jesus irrespective of the social injustice you are not meant to involve yourself with activism we are not meant to go out and enforce and demand change in our society by declaring that justice must be done and we start using a bit of the militant tactics if possible to be able to enforce what we want that is not the gospel we preach that is not how it works there is nowhere in scripture whether from genesis to revelation you preach the truth of god's word and that's all you do you are not to now enforce it you are not meant to make anyone do nothing you are not meant to move anyone to do nothing you are just meant to preach the word when you preach people will be convicted if they do the right thing good for them if they continue in their old ways they'll be condemned at the end of the age at the end of the world but yours is just to preach the truth I consider myself also as a preacher of that gospel that Jesus gave to go to unto all the world and preach the good message the good news but I cannot be an activist because when you switch to activism you corrupt Without knowing, it looks like as if it's cool, but before you know it, you corrupt the eternal value that is within you. You become an activist. And before you know it, you start fighting for all kinds of causes. And here was this man fighting for the trans and gay agenda. And yet he was an archbishop and that became the only thing I ever heard him talk about every time they should maybe he talked about other things when they never showed me I never see on any form of media but once he's talking about defending and fighting for the rights of this group immediately that is magnified his voice is echoed like an echo chamber across the planet in major platforms and constantly I hear this I begin to ask myself a question are you really a preacher sir or you are a social warrior now because he's untouchable because he's irreproachable he's part of the secret elite no one is allowed to say anything i never heard anyone open their mouth once to say sir why is this man an archbishop the social warrior and activist for the gay and trans community i don't understand it they have many people fighting for them let those ones be but not you because you are called to preach the gospel of jesus period they that do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of god don't you understand that these things are not to be bundled with Archbishop unless I'm missing something but that's what he became he became an activist see, that's what he believed in that's what he started standing for the ground had been moving under him gradually until finally he found himself in that and till the last minute that I know he didn't see anything wrong with doing that now I understand that to be what the activism spirit is once you are inverted you have been now socially reconstructed and you become a social warrior and you start adapting yourself to into the, all these things I'll give you another example do you you know that the Open Society Foundation that is owned by George Soros has been sending millions of dollars to the Southern Baptist denomination of America especially to their educational and to their Bible colleges and they've been doing it for some years now and as we speak right now they have been funding a lot of their projects and as a result of that many of their teachers that are coming out of their bible colleges in the southern baptist are preaching the woke message from the woke bible the social gospel i was listening to a team the other time and all of them were just activists they didn't even know the the defeat under them are gone They were preaching from the Woke Bible, the social gospel, and they were talking about Black Lives Matter, talking about this injustice, racism. If Jesus was on the earth today physically, he would have fought racism. I was listening to these people and I said, wow. Now, the Open Society Foundation have literally changed the gospel of these people by funding them and by funding them, they have deprecated and corrupted them and have literally made them into the order, into the social order of the Open Society Foundation and the social order of the Southern Baptists of America, one of the largest denominations in the Northern Hemisphere. And this is very alarming because when I saw this, it shook me. When I saw the Bible school educators all lining up with the woke social Bible and anyone who would not preach from the woke social Bible is sent the left hand of fellowship. is booted out. And that's exactly what is happening. And they'll pull the plug on you and not only do that, they will make calls to make sure you are not hired anywhere else to make sure that you starve kill off your purpose if possible so you have to understand why because this NGOs and non-profiteers are already social warriors by default. That's what many of them do. But when a religious leader plugs into them by receiving resources from them, immediately you invert yourself and become activists yourself. Because the spirit that is them now transfers into you. Because once you take the money, you take the power that comes with it. You take the compromise that comes with it. And now there's compromise in this organization. And I don't know how this thing will end because many of the leaders, Leaders who are now coming out there are beginning to preach this social gospel. Now the fire is going out fast, literally, because now they are now social warriors. That's what the denomination would deprecate to, because when the new breed of leaders who bring in this this social gospel begin to push this agenda and when you see them talk especially if they have been interviewed even when they interview other preachers they say if Jesus was here Jesus is black Jesus is this Jesus would have fought for black lives matter he himself would have championed their cause and you say what in the world are you talking about that you don't even understand anything about anything you have perverted the gospel the message of Jesus Christ and you have caused it to become your activist material now i knew of a certain upcoming preacher years ago every time i watch this guy he's beautiful to watch he's a black guy every time i listen to him he's fire 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 i enjoy him so much i watched him on TV and watched him on so many circles but recently he started changing and i was listening to him i said oh is this guy standing at the back of all these activists Is that not another that preacher guy what is he doing with um this group of people. I was looking at them and I was seeing some of the race hustlers, the normal lineup of race hustlers that every time a black man falls, they always appear to come and make their speech. So I saw him standing with them. I said, whoa, preacher, what are you doing there? And systematically he has inverted himself. He's not my preacher of the gospel of Christ. He's now the social warrior, preaching the gospel of the social reconstruction of worldliness. I'm telling you, and unfortunately, I have to say this, he's ruined. He's gone. He has committed error. He's in error. Not only him and many others. I see a lot of great preachers, I, especially among the black community. They are being corrupted by all this social garbage. They are being re-engineered. That's why you see the NWACP and all that. You see some guys with colors, you know, wearing bishopric colors, you know you know, sitting and standing and, you know, they are part of the system. And I begin to ask myself, how did, I thought you guys are a social order of institutions, of activists, how in the world did you end up there? Are you not a preacher? Now, this thing looks, because it looks a bit simulated. You see, it looks like as if it's a good cause. It's a good thing. So you wouldn't even know that you are caught up in this vice. You wouldn't know you're inverted. You wouldn't know you are ruined. You wouldn't know that you have committed the error of inversion. And let me tell you the danger of the spirit of religiosity. In the end, it will get you to be disowned. In the end, it will get you to be disowned. Remember what he said to Jesus. We casted our devils. We opened blind eyes. We did this. We did that. We walked many, many, miracles in your name and Jesus will say depart from me I know you not you workers of iniquity the religious spirit will get you disowned if you are not careful I'm talking about the spirit of elitism the social class of elitism where you think you are part of a social order of leaders who are part of the sacrosanct the sacred class of elites who are special, who God have given a special assignment and now you are an activist preacher pushing your social construct and agenda. You don't know you have already been inverted. You don't know that you are cut up. You don't know that you have, been, you have committed error. You are in deep error. I'm telling you. And many of these people they are ruined. You can't approach them. There's nothing you will tell them. They have the words. They have a ready-made answer. They will show you all where in scripture, where everything is the social justice warrior. But the only question I have for you is this. How come your agenda is aligned with the world also? Because many of the people who profess exactly the same social agenda you are pushing, the same people don't even believe in Christ. There are many of them that are atheists. There are many of them that don't believe in Jesus. They don't believe in what he did for us. They don't believe in his blood. They don't believe in the savior. They don't believe in his saving grace. So how come the same people you are, that you are aligned with them, how come? You are in the same social order with them? How come you are outflowing? What exactly is going on? Is it possible by any chance, just maybe, that you are corrupt? Is it possible you've been inverted? Is it possible you are now part of the social order of individuals who are now inverted and you are now an activist and you don't even know you are gone? See, when you queue up on a line, you look behind you and you see people that look a certain way, act a certain way, talk a certain way, believe certain things in the same queue, you must be in the wrong queue. Trust me, when strange places begin to invite you to come and speak for them, you should be able to ask yourself, why are these strange groups inviting me now? Oh, they say it's the message I have, but how come you are not aligned with the God that I serve, but you seem to be aligned with the message I preach? Maybe the message I'm preaching is not really aligned with the God that I claim to serve. That's why you are calling me. This is exactly what is happening. I will give you another example. There's a great man by the name of King Martin Luther Jr., the great preacher who led the march on Washington, the civil rights leader, the great man who gave one of the most powerful speeches ever given by anyone on the steps of Washington, the I have a dream speech who said the content of a man's character should be the yardstick of measuring that man and not by the color of his skin. That man achieved so much for the civil rights era, even though later the social warriors and the woke mob hijacked it and now turned it into something else but if you look at the life of that man and the things he did you will see clearly that he was a preacher but he was never an activist yes he wasn't perfect yes there are things we heard later he may have done or not done directly or indirectly but it doesn't matter there was something he believed in there was something he achieved he achieved a milestone for the black community for the black american community and he was not an activist he never enforced change. He never went to no the Montgomery bus walkout was very simple. You you treat us this way, we ain't getting on the buses. So let the bus company, let the bus institution, let the bus peristatal crumble, it's none of our business. You aren't forcing us. We'll walk to church. We'll work to school. We will walk to our place of work, but we aren't taking the buses because you are not treating us fair. You are causing us to sit at back of the bus. And it was very simple. And when the, the March on Washington, it wasn't a protest. It was just, we want to say clearly. We want our own votes. We want equality in the land. We were born in this place, just like every other person our ancestors, three, four generations, five, six, seven generations were the ones who came directly as slaves to this land but today we are born free. Why in the world do we, we don't even have a vote? How come we don't have the power to vote? And that's what the things he stood for and by the simplicity of the truth and the principles based on the word of God, the civil rights era won mightily. There was a group of people, activists, just waiting on the fringe. The very minute he was killed, they were the ones who ran with this agenda and now turned it into something else. Now so many preachers feel they should be, uh, they should now be activists and when you talk to them they say, but you know Martin Luther King, he was no activist. The man didn't was no social warrior. He was not even part of that social work group. He didn't believe the things they believed. He didn't act like them. He was totally different. The things he spoke about were straight up, simple, things that we are born free in this land please. The characteristics he spoke to, spoke about a man's character is based upon the very characteristics of God, literally. Because when you are judged rightly based on your characteristics so it's either you are in line with the likeness of God or you are not in line with the likeness of God and of course that is what you should be judged by, aligning with your nature and your characteristics and that's what he preached. So to become a social warrior and try and militate and enforce change in your world through activism or social justice warrior is clearly a worldly ordinance, is contrary to the gospel of Jesus, is contrary to the church of Jesus Christ, and you have to be careful not to get in- involved with this. And if you are anyone, don't get involved also with churches or ministries who are doing such things, they are misleading you. Believe me and believe me. If there's social justice, they align with everything, follow the sciences, make sure. Even when this COVID thing happened, there were so much. They were even some of them won't turn their churches to places where you can take the job and in the world I'm asking how are you so much involved with social things like this? This is dangerous. There was a woman by the name of Margaret Sanger, the founder of the Planned Parenthood. I listened to one of her voice recordings and she said clearly, the way to get the black community to do what you need is to go through their preachers. Get the preachers to convince them to stop having multiple babies and when they get pregnant, they should kill off the babies, literally. Could you believe that a woman of that deprecation, a woman of that satanic wickedness part of the eugenic society had the audacity to boldly record her voice and say go to the preachers and they will get the job done i'm telling you what did she see what did she know it tells you clearly that something is wrong with even the way some of this social gospel ideology has infiltrated the black church in america and systematically pulverized it and contaminated it with all the garbage that they are pushing on that other side You have to understand clearly what gave her the confidence to say that. She shouldn't have been able to say that, she must have been so confident and today right now if you want people to vote you go to the preachers, if you want people to take a job, you go to the preachers, if you want people to do anything in the community you go through them. All the social problems, all the social issues that are being fleshed out, if government wants to get to them you go through the black pastors especially if you want to get across to the women and unfortunately most of all these social programs are all designed to keep people in a permanent loop of struggling so that they perpetually behold the government, give them the votes they require, keep them in power, for them to still have resources to be able to get money from the treasury and you know make money for themselves and for their friends as they normally do. And they call it pork. And all these things they pass it through the black preacher. Why is the black preacher not seeing this? Not everyone Dow, but quite a number of them are becoming social warriors. When things happen, when Brian Taylor, when this one happened, when George Floyd, you see all these preachers And they were all chiming in, trying to, everyone trying to outlandish the other, everyone trying to be bigger on their social platform trying to, you know, say this is social injustice. The black man is being on up- and their, their words are so much in aligned with the world. And I ask myself a question. How would your words be aligned with the world? Your world is not meant to be aligned with the world because aligning with God is enmity against the world. You are meant to be opposite of the world, not in align with them. Once you are aligning with them, someone is being deceived. And it's not the world in this case. It is the sacred class of preachers. And the reason why many of them did it or are doing it is because they want to be part of the spiritual, upper, religious, sacred elite of individuals, the the sacrosanct, the untouchables, the elite, the higher class, the sacred class, the special class, the unique class who have access to all the political gatherings, meetings, recognition and everything that comes with the world. But be careful, with all those things also comes the compromise of unto eternal destruction. So let's leave it out there. So this is what I have to say concerning the non-profit and the religious elites. They are sacred, they are special, they are sacrosanct, they cannot be impugned. But at the end of the day when people get inverted in the spiritual circles they become activists and when also the non-profits also get inverted they begin to put agendas that poison our society that destroy the community the same places where they claim that they were really there to help this is what is happening in our world and today so thank you for listening to this message thank you for joining us in another episode of spectacular with mac the lion i look forward to the next one on our series please do enjoy it please do share it but we'll be encouraged to produce more if this thing is spread to every other place and let everyone be a part of it so let the good word out please stay blessed please do have a good one and i will see you in the next one thank you and bye